Welcome to the Hats All Window Podcast. You're your host, Chris and David. This is your first time listening. Welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. And you know the drill. We go through four random facts that we each find interesting throughout the past week. Starting always off with a hat fact. I am really bad at the hat facts. Question today is, why do people uh, wear sunglasses upside down on their hats? On their hat specifically, or more like Guy, Guy Fieri style? Um, Could you do that on a hat? Like on a backwards hat? Yeah, on, so it's worn both ways, upside down. And typically I put it upside down on top of the bill of my hat okay however you can do it guy fieri style so that it's upside down backwards on your hat would be forward and the hat would the glasses would be upside down and backwards okay um i'm assuming it has to do with stability just so that way they don't fall off of your face and you're not you because people aren't like me and do pay like five dollars for sunglasses yeah that's part of the reason obviously part of it is just fashion at this point uh, i think also part of it is you you want to go to flea i mean I think it's part of the dress code, so. Yeah, it, it, the uh, frosted tips and upside-down glasses on the back of your head is part of Flavortown. Mm-hmm. It's actually your uh, your entry fee, your passport. Yeah, without that, you're not getting in. Uh-uh. Um, but yeah, so part of it is stability in terms of, uh, especially for the glasses that you typically see with the, like, sport style. If you have it upside-down, you'll have more points of contact, lower center of gravity, and it's more, you know, especially if you're wearing a, uh, like, a baseball-style hat where it's just kind of sitting on the brim of it. You have more points of contact, more friction, um, but but also, if you have it, you know, right side up, one, depending on how into hats you are, it can crease your hat. Really? Because it pushes in. Yep. Okay. Depending on the type of hat that you're using. So like faux leather ones that I have. Okay. Uh, if I wear glasses right side up on those, it actually pushes in uh, more than usual on the sides, which can crease the hat a little bit as well as kind of pushes in a little bit harder than you might want on your temples at that point. And so it's just uncomfortable. However, if you have them flipped uh, with the like curvy bit on the the end of the arms i don't know if there's a name for it i'm i don't i don't know that one i'll go with the the arms of the glasses yeah they don't they they kind of go out of the way do you tuck them under your hat or on the outside when i'm wearing them like on the hat you mean yeah when you're putting them on the hat do you tuck the the arms into the hat or do you leave them on the outside leave them on the outside uh so that they go up on the outside because actually depending on the type of sunglasses if i have them normally and i you know put them over the hat uh, when it curves down and i'd like turn my head it can just poke me in the back of the head um that might just be a me thing that my head is weird shaped but wait are you saying you don't enjoy being poked in the head no because then i think it's somebody near me like trying to get my attention and so i like turn even more it's just a lot of turning my head all day so like it, it's a nice neck exercise but it's it's really not what i'm going for yeah it's just trying to keep your neck flexible. don't want to hurt, hurt your neck oh yeah um i've also had sunglasses where they've put like rubber bits on the the top so that when you flip it upside down, again, there's more uh, friction on the bill of the hat so that when you're playing various sports and you have the sunglasses on, some people wonder why just you would put sunglasses on your hat in general. If you're not wearing them, why not just take them off and put them somewhere? And every single baseball outfielder on a sunny day when it's just on their hat. Yeah, so that I don't get. Part of that, again, is fashion. Part of it might just be comfort. Comfort as well as, depending on the glasses they have, uh, depending on the color of the lenses, it might distort color. So depending on what the background is of what the, whatever they're looking at, you know, they might not want to be wearing glasses or sunglasses at the time because they want to be able to see the ball at all times. And depending on what the background is, if you put on sunglasses, it might distort your vision um, so that you can't properly see the ball. However, when you go to the dugout, you can put the glass, sunglasses on because... You know, you don't care as much when you're not having to chase after a ball in a split second. Well, you can kill your vision and you don't want to kill your vision in the dugout in the field. It's okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, when when you need to be able to see properly, that's when you should kill your vision. Yeah, for sure. No, I I 100% agree with that. 
Has anyone done a study on like the physics? Physics of how efficient like putting hat your sunglasses on hats in different ways are, or is it just entirely? I mean, if you, as long as you have more points of contact, it's gonna be better. Not yet. They haven't. <laughs> just write down that. Yes, I did. <laughs> you know, optimize the uh, length of sunglasses arm for stability. Right, and also like the 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 um clasping force should I say of the the arms? Oh, the like the springiness of the. Yeah, like you you want to make sure that when you have them on normally, you know they they fit to your head well. You also want them to be low profile enough that when you put the hat on, like when the the curvy bits curve down, that it doesn't interfere with the hat. Like you know it doesn't go too far out. But you also want to make sure that when you put them on the hat, it's not creasing your hat because you don't want that. Who who wants that? I'm assuming people don't want that. I don't. I, I literally don't. I think last time I bought sunglasses, I paid fifteen dollars for three pairs. I mean, solid. On Amazon. Solid deal. It had been about five years before I bought sunglasses. When, I mean... When you're at undergrad, it's very easy to get sunglasses for free. Yeah, when you're ever near any sort of college campus, they give out those, like, cheap plastic sunglasses. And then they also make, like designer sunglasses that look exactly the same yeah it's great yeah i had a lot of fake avi- uh, fake aviators in high school oh yeah high school and middle school i had a lot of uh Folkleys. the issue with those ones were i was not good at taking care of them so they kept getting bent out so they were wider than my face so if i moved my head at all they fell off right so like at that point yeah just get a bunch of cheap ones and then you're good or if you keep like scratching them or breaking them or whatever you don't want to spend all that money on you know, real glasses. Well, real glasses, you have less of a choice if you need them. Or you can just decide not to get glasses for years, um, and then they shame you when you eventually do get the glasses. But they still give them to you, so, you know, you just take a little shame and it's fine. They don't They don't quite give them to you. Well, you, they, they give them to you in exchange for uh, probably some plastic. I was going to say large amounts of money, yeah. <laughs> the plastic, too. Your soul. Really just part of your soul. Yeah, that's what the plastic is. Well, speaking of shame, in doing some research for this episode, my, you know, usual well, 10 seconds, uh, came across a study that was done where they people interviewed 2,000 hiring managers and human resource professionals okay. to determine what color is good to wear in job interviews and what color is bad to wear in job interviews. I feel like black and white would probably be classics to be good in job interviews. Black is good. What color do you think is was the worst according to these professionals? Neon colors, like neon pink. Neon orange. Uh, the colors are in Roy G. Biv. Okay. Just just standard Roy G. Biv color. Indigo, clearly. I'm going to go with yellow. Yellow would be up there. My, my first instinct was red because it's, you know, not thought of as a classy, like a business classy color. But then I was like, but also like a pukey yellow color. I wouldn't want that. Yeah. Which a uh, pukey yellow is actually what the, the uh, I in Roy G. Biv stands for. Because there's no I in pukey yellow, but you know. Well, I actually have some bad news for you. Um, Orange was considered the worst color to wear. <laughs> Orange was also, it was considered the worst color to wear in a job interview. It was also considered the color most likely to be associated with someone who is unprofessional. How dare they? (laughs) Blue and black were considered the best colors. How dare they? They want, they don't want orange, which is objectively the best color. And instead, they want you to look like a bruise. Yeah, well, black gives off the impression that you are a good leader. It's a good leadership color, apparently. I'm sorry, what? Apparently, yeah. Black gives off leadership. Okay. Gray, logical slash analytical. Okay, boring. Yep, got it. White, organized. Can't wear white. Actually, maybe I should just wear white. That way I can show them all of my other good traits and they'll just assume that I'm organized. White has to be organized because no disorganized person wear a white shirt wouldn't be white. I think this might be the best point you've ever made. Brown, dependable. Also has to go to the bathroom a lot. Red power. Wait, is that why UPS is brown? Maybe. It does say think of brands that use brown in their logo, such as UPS. Hey. Green, yellow, orange, and purple are created. Okay, 
So Orange is creative. Good. But apparently too creative. How could you be too creative? I don't know. The hiring professionals did not like Orange. Well, it seems like these hiring professionals need to get a life. Oh, Blue is your team player. How? <laughs> what about Indigo? They didn't cover Indigo, sadly. So it's just Roy G. If you show up in Indigo, good for you. I still don't know what color indigo is. I don't think anyone does. Like, indigo violet is just purple and purple. Yeah, and how did purple get so bad PR that it didn't get a color in the rain? Two of them are purple. Because, like, Roy G. Boop doesn't sound as good. Like, that's just way too many letters, I guess, to have to, like, have as a um, a period after. Like, Roy G. Biv. Okay, G is their middle name. Instead of Roy G. B. P. Roy G that works at British Petroleum? Like actually Indigo just exists because we need another vowel in the last name. I yeah. I thought maybe that's true. You know what? We should we should make um other names for purple. That uh that aren't that don't start with an I, and that way it will obviously be associated with purple. I don't currently I'm trying to figure out colors are there are so many different shades, tones. I don't understand the other description. And also like two things to note on that. One, uh like we had talked about previously on this podcast, which I am gonna be sure you don't remember, yeah. is that the more colors your language has, like the more the more col the more basic colors you have in your language. So like dark versus light, yeah, can readily tell the difference between less colors than if you have you know roy g biv as your basic colors but also and i forgot the second point also we just throw descriptive words and colors and call it a different color oh yeah mm -hmm. also oh that's what i was gonna say nope yes got it um remember in chemistry class when you had to like describe the color of you know your reaction yes and you decided how much of a smart ass you wanted to be that day or in my case my lab partner i was like that's green and they're like no that's olive and i was like sure like i don't know that's probably a more accurate description of the color and that's probably better going forward if i were to have to do this reaction again but i guess i don't have olive in my normal set of colors that i use no that that's a food you know what i'd have to agree with that or um if it's an oil it's a character in popeye uh, if it's an oil, it's probably controlled by the Italian mafia. If it's an olive oil from it, pretty much I think all are controlled by the Italian mafia. This one, this one feels like we're on a conspiracy theory territory. Eh, I think that's half of what I say. I'm We've gotten it down to half. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. down to half. You know, I'm proud of you. Also, like colors are associated with like yellow and red are typically associated with hunger, like being hungry, which is why McDonald's and Burger King. Yeah, apparently people really think about the meaning of colors. And if you ever see me just like wearing a shirt, I just grabbed a shirt out of that day. The meaning of colors that I like to think about is does this match? And even that's questionable for me sometimes because I, I just grabbed a shirt. Yeah. Oh, I, I try for it not to is the main thing. Very important to get two different socks. Yeah. Hey, wait. Nope. I'm wearing two of the same today. Ooh. Yeah. They are not really sure what the character is. I got nothing. Yeah, so if you're listening, you can tell me what the character socks are. That's great. Mainly because that's that's more impressive than think anything I've ever done. If you can listen to a podcast and know what what my socks look like. Also, um, I guess I'll just wave to you then at that point. So my second fact involves something that I, uh, hmm. my second fact involves lack of sleep. You're good at that. I, uh, not on purpose. I'm glad to know it's not. It really isn't. Yeah. When I say it, people are like, you should get more sleep. And I was like, that's a, that's a thought that I'd never thought of before. Thank you. Yeah. It's like I, I try to not get sleep. Nope. It's just that I happen to be more awake at night. And, uh, cause that way there's not a lot of distractions around at night so I can actually do things. Um, whereas during the day, uh, there's a lot more distractions. I'm not saying there aren't any distractions at night because of who I am as a person, everything's a distraction. However, there's just less. Yes, which is important. I feel like this is like a commercial that I saw over the weekend where I was promoting mental health and I was like, your friend's depressed. What not to tell them? And I was like, it will get better. Think of all the happy things. Think about the people that are have it worse than you. <laughs> None of these are actually helping. Like, you should get more sleep. Thanks. Yeah, also like, think of all the people that have it worse than you. Cool. 
does that mean it's not great for me? Like, is, does that make it better for me? Yeah. Like, I've never understood that one of, like, like, how does think of all the people that have it worse than you help me right now? How is that going to make me happy? It just makes me feel absolutely horrible for all those people, which makes me feel worse. All right, so lack of sleep. Is it how long can you not sleep for? Maybe. Wait, is that the actual? It was going to be, what's the longest uh, time somebody's gone without sleep? Is this according to the Guinness World Records? Uh, let me double check that they have it the same. Oh, I just assumed this definitely in the Guinness World Records. Oh, I'm sure it is. Um, let's see. You can survive, what, like three weeks without food? Okay, yeah, so it is It is the Guinness World Records. Okay, so you can survive three weeks without food, like a few days without water. How long can you go without sleep? I mean, I'm assuming you're definitely going to hit hallucinations after like 50 hours. You can actually go longer without solid food, but continue. Oh, it was longer than three weeks? Over a year. Again, solid food, so that means he was getting nutrients and supplements and such, but not like using the stored body fat. Okay, I just know you really need water or liquids. Yes, yeah, uh, particularly water. I've been told. So I'm assuming after like 50, 56 hours of no sleep, you'll probably start getting some hallucinations, maybe? Uh, it could be before that. Okay. Not that I know. But I also feel like I've seen Twitch streamers stream for like 96 hours straight. I don't know that. Um, so I'm going to go with the- Fun fact, I don't- there aren't a lot of Twitch streamers that I watch. So I'm going to go with- There the... are a few Twitch streamers that I will open. <laughs> I'm going to go with 144 hours without sleep. Wow. That is- a... I mean, it's a long way off, but- I mean, longer than I probably would have guessed. Oh, so I'm, I'm too high, huh? No. Oh, it's Lily? Yeah. I can tell you that it was done in 1965 by a man named Randy Gardner, who was 17 years, 17 year old high school student. Do you know why he did it? Was he on LSD? It was for a science fair project, which um, if he did not win the science fair that year, it's rigged. He might have slept through it. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, I, or, you know, he probably slept through it. Let's be honest. Is he also the person that invented the alarm that shakes your bed awake? I doubt it. Okay. Um, I think that's mainly for deaf people and me. There's also the ones that like have a top, like a, um, not a top, like a propeller on the top of it. So that when the alarm goes off, it shoots up in the air and they have to get out of bed and go find it and then put it back on top for it to stop. Um, however, with the current state of my room, that would not work out well. Cause I would not find it. I would just smash the thing to smithereens first because as much as my alarm goes off and I don't wake up to it, I I do feel genuinely horrible that an alarm's going off and I'm not waking up to it and other people might be. No, what you're really good at is your alarm going off, you turning it off, and then you not actually being awake at all. Yeah, so that is also another question of what does being awake actually mean? Because towards the end of his uh, study, Randy apparently was starting to lose kind of sense of reality and some of his mental faculties. So like, was he actually awake during that portion? Like, yeah. he wasn't really asleep, but was he really awake? If it's way off for 144, like it's high, he was really having some probably really weird hallucinations. And what I want to know is he's a high school student, right? Yeah. What were his classes like? Like, can you imagine sitting next to this kid that hasn't slept in a long time? And I almost said the time um, during class. To be fair, in the 1960s, it might have just been entirely uh, here's uh here's communism it's bad cold war all right let's practice the nuclear attack kids get under your desk see at that point i'd fall asleep all right so 144 was low so let's go 963 okay yeah significantly lower it's a lot closer to 144 oh okay uh 250 264 oh which is uh, a little over 11 days why yeah science fair i know but why there, there's other projects are you telling me that 
neither one of us would do this for a science fair project if we had thought of it. My science fair, well, in high school, my science fair, I guess I'll go, with the, I'll call it a science fair. My research projects in high school are how much uh, ascorbic acid or vitamin C do you lose in the canning process of vegetables? Did your parents help with this? They helped with the canning part. Okay. Yeah. I, I really enjoy the, the science fair projects. And I don't know if you had these at your school, but at least in my school, there were a couple people that were doing particle physics in elementary school. Oh, that seems unfair. And my element, that was high school. Not actually particle physics, but the the point remains that they, they definitely did not do the project. In elementary school, my science project was different types of rocks. Ooh, like what? Uh, there was sedimentary. Mm -hmm. There is whatever lava is considered. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I really only remember sedimentary, and I think granite is a sedimentary. Okay, I'll, I'm gonna take you, take you, uh, you know what? I'm gonna do a take you for granite pun, but that feels too low-hanging fruit. Uh, Ooh. my, my science fair projects were what type of water is best to grow, um, a bean plant. Okay. Uh, so I used Dasani, Aquafina, tap water, and I lived really close to the reservoir, um, so I grabbed reservoir water. Dasani definitely was the best. Well, my hypothesis was that it would be reservoir water, because there are actually plants that live in that. Mm-hmm. Dasani was the worst. Yeah. Dasani is so good that even when there was like the- Dasani's horrible. When COVID first started and all the store shelves were empty, there was always still Dasani. Yeah. Like I'll take store brand. I'll take anything over Dasani. It's like tap water. For <laughs> no one likes Dasani. I'll take Pepsi over Dasani. Like, yeah. Uh, and uh, I was also, I measured it by how tall the plants grew over a period of time. That seems like a fair thing to get by. With, um like five different plants and I came in second which I think is bullshit because again the person that won did like particle physics or like something ridiculous the year before I did uh what type of bouncy ball bounces the highest oh that's a very you project yeah it was it it, it I I thoroughly enjoyed it because I do oh oh right um fun fact I have over 250 bouncy balls that's not surprising you just... which is a lot of fun will I say uh can I say in a bathtub if you sit in a bathtub as a kid take a bouncy ball and just throw it against a part of a tub and then cover your eyes or wear glasses. Probably would have been a much better way to do that. Uh, wear glasses and not like peek out through your eyes or peek out through your hands. Um, Very fun. Oh, but anyway, yeah. So a little over 11 days. The very you project. Yes, it, it was it was a lot of fun. You just um, bought Legos. Actually, you bought Legos to help with your actual like research projects now. Yes, because it's kind of hard to find anything with polypropylene besides masks because masks are made with polypropylene. And for some reason, as a society, we've determined that it's more important to make more masks than what I need for my research. And so I figured since I've written every essay involving school on why I like chemistry because it's like Legos, I should see if I can use Legos for chemistry. <laughs> see if you can come full circle. Yep. Just, you know, building it piece by piece. That was not, that was not a good reference to anything because it's not really building it piece by piece that way, but I was trying to work it in and uh, we're just going to let go of that comment. <laughs> we're just going to piece out to another uh, section of the podcast. I'm so proud. I'm so proud. So my first five seconds of research were dedicated to the color orange being bad for job interviews and knowing that you would be devastated by that. You're, you're going to do something even worse. No, the other five seconds were dedicated to where did the phrase like a toast to you uh, come from? What do you mean five seconds? That's how much research I did. Oh, yeah, that's fair. This is actually on Big Bang Theory. Or the, yeah, the, the phrase, or I guess just like the term a toast. Yep. They would put spice toast in their drinks, the Romans. They did. They just put full-on bread in their wine. Yep. Why? Oh, they put spices in it. They did. You still just put bread in your wine. They dropped a piece of burnt toast into the... Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, isn't beer essentially just fermented bread? Well, I mean, they use a yeast. Okay, at yeast, they have something else in there. There's also mill yeast. I just learned that. I got some, like, thialized lager over the weekend. I'm like, I don't know what that is, but it sounds interesting. Uh, thial 
means sulfur. I knew I knew style was something related to a sulfur compound, and I was assuming yep. that there was some science in the name. Yeah, so basically, thiol anything is the thing, but replace oxygen with sulfur because they're right below each other on the periodic table. It ba they basically said that the yeast that they use makes it have a more fruity flavor. Yeah, so I think it, the sulfur, uh, replacing the oxygen with sulfur uh, makes the yeast probably do something or uh, the way they break it down makes it taste more fruity, is my guess. Okay. But yeah, so like, that's my favorite part about how, not, I want to say lazy, but it's actually very useful um, when they like name compounds. An ester is, uh, or sorry, an ether is, there's a carbon on ether side of an oxygen. That's how I remember what an ether is. A thiol ether, a lot you guess what that one is uh, um there's a sulfur on either side yep on ether side <laughs> so if you're in organic chemistry class at the moment um i just helped you remember what an ether is and then an ester's the other one i was looking for isopropyl alcohol this week Ooh, okay and obviously i don't know what anything is and then i was like oh it's methyl ethyl ether yes like, why didn't i just say that everyone knows what methyl ethyl ether is just because it's fun saying that Wait, name <laughs> no it's not isopropyl alcohol is different than methyl ethyl ether no, according to Wikipedia, there, uh, it was another word. Methyl ethyl ether is a methyl on one side of the oxygen, and so one carbon, and then two carbons on the other side. Isopropyl alcohol is three total carbons, but they're in like a Y shape attached to an OH. I don't know. I found isopropyl alcohol. So they're well, they're isomers, so they have the same chemical formula, yeah. but they are different. Uh, shockingly, Wikipedia doesn't know probably. Uh, they definitely do. I can tell you that much. <laughs> Also, the amount of stuff, like, obviously, when we were growing up, they were always like, don't use Wikipedia. And I'm like, aha, uh -huh, definitely not. It's decent for science. Yeah, it's 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 really good for science. And they also, like, have better explanations because it's also, okay, I forget the the uh, the name of the theory, but it's, it, it essentially somebody said that if you want the correct answer to something, post the incorrect answer on the internet because people will respond and fix that significantly faster than they'll actually answer your question about what is this thing. Oh, I thought the theory was if you want to find out if students are cheating in your class, post the fake answer on the internet, and then when they give you that fake answer, you let they're cheating. That's that's not this one. That's a different. That's a different theorem. That's a different actually. theorem. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. No. It uh, essentially they post the wrong answer and people will fix it. But like the explanations on Wikipedia for a lot of different mathematical and scientific. Oh, they really help explain math. Yeah. They're so like obviously you have to know the basis of what they're talking about and the some of the formulas, like they kind of, a lot of time they do expect you to at least know the basics of what they're talking about, which does take some time to get up to. But like, once you know the basic, their explanations are very thorough and very clear. Yeah. It's impressive. Like, well done. Like it's a lot better than a lot of, you know, bloggers that say, what is this thing? And then they, they have an entire blog post about how to explain this thing. And you leave the blog posts going, I think I'm more confused now. Pretty much every blog. Yeah. Uh, also, so that for a while, we thought that the Romans were dropping this toast toasted bread into their alcohol to for added sweetness but recently it was shown that charcoal can reduce a liquid's acid acidity and okay. if, if you have toasted bread you're gonna have some burnt burn marks on there so charcoal yeah okay i mean they it might be sweeter but you're definitely getting get lots of a caustic taste to it yeah you can get get a little vinegariness out yeah which i mean they might not have known exactly what it was doing but they knew they liked this thing so that's pretty cool that 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 might be why so that's where we get the we believe the toast and toasting comes from the word comes from a, the latin word um toastus means parched really yep. okay and from the greeks where does thirsty come from then <laughs> i don't know um uh, the same root as thirst
Ah, right, Thor, because they drink a lot. Yeah. This makes a lot of sense. Um, and from the Greeks, we got taste, uh, we gained tasting wine for poison and lifting glasses in unison to signal that it's safe. Wow, this is very, this is significantly more practical than I expected. And that's how we've decided to have toastings at gatherings where you lift your glass up. This feels like one of those moments where they did this for a very practical reason. Somebody saw a bunch of people lifting a glass at the beginning of a ceremony and went, oh, I guess we're just supposed to lift glasses at the beginning of ceremonies. Yeah. Like, that feels like how that went down is there's a very practical reason for this. And then somebody just kind of saw this happening and was like, okay, I guess that's the custom. We just lift the glass. Sure. I mean, I, I can do that. It's nothing, nothing yeah. crazy here. Yeah. You need me, you're going to give me alcohol and then I just have to like lift it in the air to be like, look, alcohol. I can do that. Also, I really do like the idea of just kind of like, um, is everybody, uh, are, are we good to go? Look, alcohol. Okay, cool. That thirsty comes from old English. Okay. I don't know. I, I still like your explanation though, that it comes from the, um, the himbo that is Thor. Yeah. Well, everyone knows thirsty Thursday. Exactly. Yeah. Again, it even makes Thor an even better, uh, reason for that to come from. Cause have you seen Thor? Mm. Uh, no, I have not. H have you seen Chris Hemsworth? I have seen him. Yeah. Okay. He plays Thor. Oh, I thought he was Captain America. Chris Evans. Ah, close. They, they, they... Have you seen um not another teenage movie? Don't think so. Oh, okay. Well, he's in that, and there's a scene where he has whipped cream on his butt with a banana sticking out of it, and then he went on to be Captain America. Actually, he went on to be um a character in Fantastic Four, the first version of it, and then went on to be Captain America. That makes a lot of sense. I can I can see how you could transition from that to Captain America. Uh huh. Well, the main character in that one is in uh the well was in the cw show uh supergirl so it seems as though that movie just was a stomping ground for a lot of superhero things either that or there's just a lot of superhero things i feel like on the cw there's a lot of superhero yeah they 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 uh probably have the best version of a dc universe which is weird because i feel like the cw is not a very common or like well-respected channel besides the uh and at this point i guess now Flashverse, arrowverse like that everyone watches everything else i don't know what that I honestly don't know what the CW was for before or really now besides that. Yeah. But also like, can you imagine working at, uh, at the CW and then they're like, all right, we're going to do the Green Arrow TV show. The who? It's the one we could get the rights to. Okay. It's wildly popular. Let's see if we can get the Flash. Really? They'll give us the, the cop, the rights to the Flash. How good was that TV show? Fun fact. Uh, pretty good. Yeah. No, they, they did really well. So is that on Paramount Plus now, Hulu, Netflix? I don't know who owns the CW, uh, but it is on, they do put all the episodes on Netflix oh, like okay. a season later, uh, which is how I ran into it. Um, And I watched all of them and they even made a new one. They called it Legends of Tomorrow, where they just took all of their good characters from their various shows that had either like died off or were unimportant anymore, but people liked and just put them into one TV show. And then after a season, they just kind of gave into the campiness of it. And it is, it was amazing. I mean, that seems like a very solid strategy yeah it, it it doesn't take themselves too seriously and they're always they always have like crossover events every year and at one point they were like huh hey guys isn't this the time of year that uh we we have that like crossover thing and they're like oh yeah we got the message but uh we, we decided not to go it, it's it's fantastic i i thoroughly enjoy uh the the tv show just straight breaking fourth wall oh yeah yeah i think even if you don't like uh superhero stuff it's i think it's funny enough as is and you don't need to have watched any of the other shows to enjoy it so that's my recommendation to you legends of tomorrow well, I can toast to that. 
Sure. Um, thank you again for listening to another episode of the Hats All We Know podcast. Uh, sorry again about our last episode being a week late. Things got busy. Uh, also, sorry, this one will probably come out sometime on Monday night. Yeah, we're, we, we, we are attempting. However, this is the time of year when, like, end of year school and beginning of wedding season and beginning of disc golf season kind of comes together. And so things get kind of busy. But we will still attempt to get it out on sometime on Mondays every other week. We're doing our best. We're, we're trying. Um, but hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, if you didn't, um, you know what? Just the next time that there's a gathering, don't lift your glass. Then they'll, they won't know um, if their, their drink is safe or not. It, it won't harm them because obviously it's going to be um, unless they did something in which case you're going to look like a huge jerk. But like, then they'll just have that little bit of apprehension. And isn't that kind of what you want from your enemies? Well, to be fair, you'll look like a huge jerk or be the prime suspect. But if you did enjoy it, you can follow us on social media at Hats All We Know on Twitter and Instagram. And you can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and you can, you know, leave stars on Spotify or whatever other podcast platform to us on. Guess don't know how the, if the star thing works. And we will wrap this up with one last David. Whether you like your glasses half full, half empty, on top of your head, or stored away, hopefully we did not wear out our welcome and you have a nice couple weeks. Have fun.